I got uh, reasons. Uh, uh, uh. Plenty reasons. Millions reasons. Why? Hey. I got reasons. Plenty reasons. I got reasons. Why? Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ <laughs> almighty. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> I don't know. Are we going? We live. Yaka <laughs> <laughs> yow. I'm sitting yeah. very precariously on this chair. It's kind of making my heart. Bye. Let's go. You are listening to Ratchet and Woke. Ratchet and Woke. Ratchet and Woke. Oh, they can't hear the theme. No, they can't. But it goes like... You know the motherfucking vibes. We in here. We lit. Do you know how to play the kazoo? Yeah, I do. For really, really? I do. Yeah. So, at... Okay, you tell one me. Of the ve- one of the very few instruments that New York public school education would give you is, is a kazoo. Are you sure? Re- and a re- recorder. Yeah. Yeah, it was like the only two. Made out of like plastic, right? Yeah, or yeah. harmonica. Well, maybe I'm confusing well, them with like cereal are... toys. Yeah. Yeah. Harmonicas are like mouth pianos. I was just. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just having this conversation earlier today about Dave and Buster's and like how Dave and Buster's is like a fucking ripoff. Right. Yes. And I was arguing literally with one of my students because they were like, yeah, David Buster's is a great place to get toys. And I'm like, no, if you're a parent, you don't want to pay $70 for a bunch of tickets that are going to get you a Chinese finger trap <laughs> and Dracula teeth <laughs> <laughs> that your kids Expensive. must have. Yes. No. Otherwise, they feel like failures. My oh. child cannot leave David Without Buster's spending every single ticket. Without Wasting every like, yo, you you know you can build it up so that you can get the actual like PS4, or whatever the fuck they or got. Or like something up. cool. The PS4 yeah. is like ten million tickets. No one is getting like, that. You know, you're gonna aim for something. Aim yes. for fucking the good shit. Like, no, but I was asking you about kazoos because it was Lillian's birthday graduation and beach birthday, house Lil. party, yep. and this man who goes by many names. One is Creepy Uncle. And Cedric and just insane human being. (laughs) Cedric. Cedric. I think Cedric is creepier than creepy uncle. Can we just say that? No, the reason why we call him Cedric is because like 10 years ago, we went to his house when we were like children to get like weed off of him. Went with all my friends and Elaine was there and he was like staring at Elaine in the corner and was like, Imagine her in a leather suit and like didn't think we could hear him and oh we could. God. This is like a it sounds like an <laughs> SNL script. It's not. It was so creepy. We were like so high. We we're like, get out here. And so we just like created this name. Like he sounds like someone that would be like, No, Cedric, I would not like to die tonight. Uh, <laughs> like that's like what he That's he my looked. entire point. Like if you just call him Cedric, no last name, just Cedric. Yes, creepy. That's very creepy. But he had kazoos at this party, and I never know what that means means when he just whips out kazoos i'm like oh there are drugs in the kazoos and i learned that there the were drugs, the drugs in the kazoos yeah. and i was like well good thing i didn't take the kazoo i was gonna play one because i thought it was just a fun little instrument i didn't know it was gonna like there's so many things so problematic with everything you're saying uh, right yes, there's a lot. <laughs> welcome to the show oh my god Stop elbowing my titty so- <laughs> Like so what else we got on the docket? <laughs> That's was, pretty much it. A lot of things going on this week. There was uh, it's mental health awareness week, right? It's uh, hip hop awareness week, which is no, interesting. It's mental health awareness month. I thought. Okay, so I think you're right. It's also it's API month as well. And say what and API means for those that don't know. Because... Asian Pacific Islander. Yes. And then it's hip hop awareness week this week. Okay. And why don't we get a whole on. month? 
We do. We get hip hop awareness or where there's hip hop appreciation month in November. So we're giving thanks for the annihilation of the indigenous people and giving thanks. No, no, no. It's hip hop appreciation month because Zulu nation was formulated in November. So they usually take the date of Zulu nation being created as the um, official month of hip hop being. Okay. I can roll with that. I can roll with that. But Um, I mean, which means hip hop is a Scorpio. A no, it could also be a Sag. Oh Jesus. Okay. Sags are fine. (laughs) But okay. I'll just say this. I don't really. Okay. Yes. It's, it's great that there are all these months that we dedicate to like certain oh, appreciating yeah, certain, things, yeah. but it doesn't like, yes, it, it's not like something big happened this week because it's hip hop appreciation week. And it's no, I'm just talking more. about the things that have gone on this week. I mean, there were, you know, I, what else was eventful? <laughs> um, well, you just came from the environmental equity summit. Yes, there was the environmental justice summit brought to you by hip hop for Is change. Is it equity or justice? It used to be equity. We switched it to justice because that's a little bit more <laughs> sticking to the man. Environmental right? power. So, so we just <laughs> you did guys the. Need to get Dwight to come. Dwight Schrute. Yeah. <laughs> He, totally and, and Moe's do you remember the episode on the office where he's like envi- he's like the environmental robot man like no, destructive and he like kills every like every year it like progresses and he's more and more intense <laughs> about making sure people recycle it's like Dwight recycle man should, should totally do our next environmental justice summit nonetheless so we've been doing this event for the last five years this was our fifth one we had to do it virtually but it was history in the making mm-hmm. hip hop for change booked black thought to headline the environmental justice summit so we got amazing performances from uh east or east east shore highway i can't believe i messed up their name east shore highway of grand national that consists of um brookfield deuce and dj d sharp the warriors dj and they have a duo and that's part of the grand national collective so shout out to them uh it also was sarak who put on an amazing performance um just you always put the emphasis on sa because that's how it's spelled I always say Ciroc. Like Ciroc vodka? No, like Ciroc. <laughs> yeah, but it's Ciroc. Doesn't she have a hyphen in between? Yeah. All right, that's what I'm saying. So it's Ciroc. Yeah, maybe you're right. I don't yeah, know. Because her name have... might be like Sarah something or whatever. So she's like uh, Sarah, you know? Okay. It's, and, it, you know, it's also a play on Ciroc, which was one of the very first female yes, MCs. I, I know. Okay. Uh... Okay. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> You know, I was wrote, that men's blaming? You know, I, I made the female power workshop, and it's part. It's like a whole chapter, right? It's a whole thing. So, it's a whole ass thing. I want to hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hip Hop for Change brought, you know, uh, East Shore Highway, Rock, M1 from Dead Prez, and Black Thought Woo. did. Uh, pre- and you did too. And I did, yeah. I hosted and I did a little quick live performance in and out, you know. Um, but it was a really cool event. Like it was, it was really long. <laughs> I gotta say that. Like it was yeah, from two to seven. Holy shit! But it's like a whole event. Like it, you imagine it as if you were in person, and it was an a festival. Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. Thought panel, thought pa- no, thought leader discussions, panel discussions, keynote address, different events going on. So that was going on for the most part of the day, and then towards the evening we had the performances. Um, I have a question. For yeah, you. is it a lot easier doing it virtually because you can just read? everything from your screen and it's not like you have a teleprompter the totally. last time so you 100%. don't have to like i love it yeah yeah, yeah. so fucking easy it sounds so natural too because i can I, you know i can read reasonably well like, yeah you, you, you know, know how to read or no is it, it's not even that i can read i can read <laughs> expressively which i think is different there's people who can read but they don't read with all the emphasis right no i i was i was eavesdropping know? on you. you you did a good job <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about like if there was any any like if there's the women empowerment one and me and amani have to do any Oh, like you're going to have to do something. Yeah. Then it's like, damn, 
we're gonna have to like memorize that whole shit, which is like fine because it's like nah, I know you can have it scripted and put it on the thing. Oh, you talking about in person? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like at the same time, I know all the information, but it's just so much. It's like life is has a lot of conveniences over Zoom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people like the what from what they're seeing you do, it's like, oh, you're just you're just speaking effortlessly, eloquently, but it's like really you have another tab open with this exactly. like hella information and <laughs> air reading. I think everybody's cheat coding it right now. You yeah, know I know. Saying? Everybody's but a little bit a little more articulate than harder to do that in <laughs> person. Know, but that's a good transition into talking about things coming back open and us being in person, teaching, doing shows, the whole bit, and how a lot of people are just like not prepared to be socially to be social. Yes, we've been taught. Yeah, they won't lost name any, any names. Yeah, they've, they've lost some... any ability to be social. And if you weren't already good at being social before, you're definitely fucked up now. Well, I had a really great conversation for my mental health Monday with Jane the Message. Who shout out to Jane? Yes, love yes. her. Oh my god, it was amazing having her on and speaking to her and like seeing her beautiful face. But she does a lot of like. Um, autism advocacy on her twitch stream and everything and i was just like very interested like as someone that's autistic i know i've already always talked to jane about this because i've just been interested like the hyper stimulation of performing in person as someone with autism is like it, it can like totally take you out of your element so that's why when she does a lot of performances that are like you know, it's actually memorized raps and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, like yeah. sometimes it's like so overstimulating she completely forgets. She goes catatonic. But like, almost, yes, yeah. when she's in her own room, in her zone, like in her space, it just is a lot easier for her to socialize with others. And so in that degree, I feel like, you know, things like Twitch and all these other social media platforms I don't do think they're benefit. going away I don't think I don't the think live so stream is going to go away I think there's going to be a balance I think there's going to be a hybrid there's going to be a way to incorporate them uh, and, and it's really getting into like TV production we are democratizing TV production Right. In the same way they remember back in the days you would watch a movie that had to do with like the news or entertainment and you'd see like the production room and the guy's like, all right, cut the camera too. And well, yeah, do this. people are doing that on Twitch. They now. are. No, Kayla for her. <laughs> she was telling me, shout out Kayla Love for her yeah. Fox Soul interview. Like it she because she it was through Zoom. Yeah. But it's still like national TV. Yeah. So they still have so like, like all the for bells. 30 seconds. Yes. You got the commercial the, coming. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it really felt like, I mean, the way she was explaining it to me, like really she was on TV. Yeah. Um, but it, it does have, you know, it's nice to be like in the comfort of your home. I don't know. There is a com- yeah, there is a comfort. It's like, you know, home court advantage. Yes. Right? Like, so you, there is a comfort that comes with being in your creative space right. and then like, being able to perform from your creative space. Remember when we were in, we in El Salvador, we had to do that public access like show. But it oh was, my God. Yes. It was like yes. one of those Latino networks where you like. They yeah, had it's like, like Sabado Gigante and like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It was like, first of all, we went in there and they had somebody in a gorilla suit. Yeah. And was, I was already like, this mm, was this was not the day for me. Yeah, right? like, This no. is the end of our program. And I'm we telling you. had a every, great day. It, it was, was a great that, day. That yeah, was, but it was just the end of the program and it would be a sour note if they get me on this stage with this fucking yeah, gorilla. I don't know why. And I was they, telling you, I was telling everybody, I was yeah. like, I am not getting on the stage with this gorilla. Yeah. Like, they better get homeboy, get the fuck off this stage. Why would they even think that's okay to have in Because they're El Salvadorian and they they don't have or carry or conscious of the same racial dynamics yeah, that we obviously. have in the United States. Complete cultural ignorance. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, a little bit of racism, but <laughs> complete I mean, cultural ignorance. let's not ignorance. get it fucked up. I'm America yeah. racist too. <laughs> exactly. But no, nah, it was like they had us on there and... <laughs> First of all, they were talking like the fastest Spanish ever, like you've ever seen. That. And oh, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. fuck, was dude, insane. like yeah. this is like live TV and they're talking to me like this right now. <laughs> and then so she asked me a question and I was just like, 
pause for a second. Like, what the, what'd you just say? But it was just like a lot of pressure, you know? Yeah. It totally. was a lot more pressure than being on a Zoom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, but that also speaks to, since we are in Mental Health Awareness Month, people having gotten a little bit crazier. Like, if you have crazy friends before the pandemic, those friends are in completely insane now. Like, just, just write it write it. But how, just kind of... Not um, necessarily. People have... It depends what you've been doing with your time. I, yeah, it depends on how you've been taking care of your mental well, health. Well, it depends but if you faced your demons and I think there are people help. who have 100% been in, like, denial that this at all exists and it's allowed them to continue to plummet down the rabbit hole of whatever their mental illness was prior to this yeah right if you weren't getting the kind of help that you need you know what i'm saying and i don't want to belabor the point because you got your whole thing on mondays and i want to you know respect that but um you know it's just it's just interesting i'm just observing that there are a lot of people that now that things are opening up there are a lot of people who are obviously not dealt with anything no i i think about that <laughs> often like i honestly i so for me like i used to you who's i was having a conversation with one of my bandmates about this yeah who was talking about like considering you know trying to drink less or whatever and i was just saying like you know for me drinking was always like a thing that i felt like i needed to be social and then i felt like i needed blow to perform i felt like i just i needed substances to do certain things and it's really just all in your head and now i'm realizing that i'm actually far more social far more eloquent far better speaker sober once i got over that hump of like dealing with like the first stages of getting through sobriety so i think that like, I, I feel like I'm better at socializing more than ever because I make it like a, a concerted effort to like talk to people regularly on the phone, in person, on Zoom, like every day, all the time. We do exactly. Podcasts, I mean, you talk teach, for like, a living. Yeah, so, like, exactly. you know, so like just being an orator and like being in that space and being grounded and being able to talk to people, I think it, it serves you well. It, you know? you, I mean, and people have, I always say this too in class. I'm like, even if you don't want to be a rapper, trust me, being able to freestyle is a skill that you don't have to use just for rap. 100%. You don't know how many times I'm, I, I don't even connect my brain with my mouth. Like sometimes <laughs> my mouth just goes and I don't even know what's going to come out of it. Right. And it's gotten me into a lot of problems. In the yes. I can, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And so I've, I've, you know, learned to like think a little bit more before I speak, but even so, like, say I'm teaching and I don't have the information up that I need to access to say something, I'm just jibber-jabbering along. Like, don't even have to think. I'm not panicking. You're never going to catch me like, uh, never. I'm never going to get caught like that. I'll freestyle <laughs> until we're talking about Timbuktu. Like, <laughs> Timbuktu. Where is Timbuktu? It's in Africa. Is it? Yeah. It's North Africa. Oh. Why is everyone sending things there? It was just like, it's a term to imply something's really far. Why not Titicaca? That has a dirtier name and it's farther. Because they don't want to be dirty. You know, I'm starting to realize, and I I should have brought this up with my therapist the other day, but I'm starting to realize as we're talking about mental health. I have a dirty mouth? Well, (laughs) (laughs) knew that way before. (laughs) Don't tell your therapist that. (laughs) But um, no, what what I've realized is that our mental illness epidemic in this country is really rooted in the societal niceties that we have to put up with right the, we yes. are losing our mental illness because of civility 
100%. What was I watching where that was the case? Like, they need to make a movie where everyone actually says honestly what they're thinking. Like, when right. you walk up to someone and you're like, hey, how are you? And someone's like, I'm doing really fucking shitty. I want to kill someone right now. Like, yeah. they, like you actually just say what you think and how you feel. Exactly. Exactly. As opposed to just fine. Like, but that's... Like, civility. Like... like Passive aggressive is a thing because we still feel compelled to be civil. Yes. Even in moments of being disagreeable. But that's what like someone with like <laughs> schizophrenia or someone that's having a meltdown, like we think we think of them as crazy, but they're Don't actually. Don't even get me fucking yeah, started I know. on the schizophrenia. I know, I know. That, that's another reason we're talking about this because like that conversation that I had the other day was insanity and but, it made me realize that people are just going fucking. But that's the thing. You. They probably just felt like normally we are reserving our energy and like, you know what? I, I don't know this person that well. Yeah. So I'm not going to share this information with them. Uh But it's like if people actually just said what the fuck was on there, like you're on the phone with them. You don't know them that well. You haven't built that rapport with them. Really, they should not be sharing, oversharing like this. But imagine if we did. Like you got on the phone with me. I'm really fucking horny right now. And I'm about to fuck (laughs) the edge of my chair. Well, like, you know, and you're like, I don't even know you like that. Or like you know any anything like I've got a wart on my genitalia like I'm sure I'm really concerned about no but like what if people for reals are just super blatantly honest and no one probably be ashamed well I don't think I I don't think I want a world of blatant honesty but yeah I I definitely don't want a world where everybody has to feel to keep what they really feel inside for the sake of being polite. To people mm. you don't want to be so we need to, a balance right but. because i'm understanding what i'm starting to understand in my own journey is that depression it doesn't come from repressed anger it comes from repressed emotion period any emotion you feel that you want to express that you're not able to express will create the reverse effect that ends up being depression because you have no you you can't express it right so we we put ourselves in society we put ourselves in these circumstances where for the sake of civility we have to repress what we feel i will argue that (laughs) yes there's that but you can depression can also occur because you don't know how to process emotions so you're constantly getting it out so like there's 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 two sides of the spectrum there's the person that okay yeah represses everything it doesn't feel comfortable expressing anything and then there's the other person that is so uncomfortable handling any level or degree of emotion that as soon as they start feeling something uncomfortable they need to get it out of them which is like someone that Ah, might be really hyperbolic someone that might be like prone to drinking or or drugs or someone that's a sex addict or someone that needs to do something as soon as someone says something that hurts their feelings or whatever they need to react instantly in order to not sit with that emotion long enough that's what i do right so everyone's different i wouldn't say it's just i think you think that creates depression i think it creates uh i wouldn't know i mean i think you can't say what creates depression and what isn't right because it's like such like there's different forms of depression yeah yeah, so okay is major depressive disorder episodic and major depressive disorder is like something that can be inherited yeah Um, okay but fair enough i would say mental illness in general or instability and imbalance yeah. Is what that leads to. Okay. Either. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Well, we are going to be interviewing Ajgad and Honey Go Jasmine. Yes, another dream team couple. Let's get it popping. Hey man, all gas. You know, Atlanta, all gas, no breaks. Though, what's happening though? You know what I'm saying we here with the with the one and only. You know what I'm saying? No, an an, another power Look couple only. in the bay. You know yes. what I'm saying? Another power couple in the bay. You know, mm-hmm. I see y'all moving and shaking and doing what y'all do, doing the wow. things that y'all right. like to do. Shaking TikTok challenges and all types of shit. I be seeing what y'all be getting into. <laughs> we got the one and only Honey Gold Jasmine and Ash God in the building. Claps, finger snaps, all the things. How y'all feeling? Yeah. Feeling great. 
Good. Well, I mean, Ooh, well, quite honestly, I just yes, honesty. Thank honesty. you. Yes. Look, I'm gonna I'm tell you like this: great overall, nothing to complain about. Secure all of that, but I just got over a stomach virus. Okay, and I only just drank a smoothie today from Tuesday. Okay, so you lost oh, about shit. five, ten pounds in the process. Goodness, yeah. and I couldn't afford the food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a cleanse. A colon cleanse, you a have. Cleanse. You know, we don't have to put it like that. Somebody forced her to get alkaline one time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, sometimes, you know, you, sometimes there's good Taco Tuesdays and there's bad Taco Tuesdays. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It seems like you had the last. Don't put her on blast like that, yo. <laughs> <laughs> good. But. but we're yeah, happy you're here regardless. Thank you so much for, for coming by, even though you weren't feeling good. I think I haven't gotten sick except since 2020. You were sick from the COVID shot. Well, that's what I was going to say, yeah. but I was sick one day from the COVID vaccine. Just one day. Yeah. But I haven't been sick because I haven't been around people that much. So I haven't yeah. been, right, you know, yeah. mixing germs with everyone. So exactly. I'm happy and I appreciate that you both are here. So. Yeah. And, and for being honest, because we were just having this conversation, how we wish that people were more honest when you said, hey, what's up? How are you doing? Everyone just always says, oh, I'm good. But the fact yeah. that you just yeah. came out. Yeah. It's like a reflex, right? Yeah. It's just like, nah, bro, just to talk about it, bro. Yo, rent late. Yo, yeah, tired. Something, yeah, something, all flat. something like, let you know what I'm saying? Tickets piling up, bro. I'm going through it right Exactly. Now. That's why we be having mass shootings. And everybody was like, he was such a pleasant guy. He said he was fine every day. Like, <laughs> that, yeah, that's why. You know what I mean? Like right. you gotta think about that. Yeah, the neighbors. It's like, are you sure he was? He was so quiet. Person? Like, yep, that's why you gotta watch it. Like, like he didn't seem like a murderer. Yeah, like he never seemed never do. Seemed like never a murderer. Do. Like, <laughs> what do murderers think? Like, like with this walking down the street, with knives and <laughs> sharp objects. Like they, yeah. But right. I, let us, for those who are uninitiated or who who aren't aware of your artistic and creative prowess, go ahead and speak to your own processes and who what you how you define yourself artist whatever else you do and just yeah talk about yourselves for a minute how you got into what you do yeah. for sure go ahead kick it off okay? so um i'm honey gold jasmine hey. i have been performing uh in oakland specifically like the bay area I'd, I'd say like 2015 like i had my first show a couple shows and honestly i've just been on fire ever since just hella grateful for the support that i get from the community um i organize events um i am also a person that works with young people so i work with young adults i help them build their business plans um i also am a mother so that's a big source of my motivation and inspiration um but overall i'm somebody that i feel like you know, like, I don't see the sky as the limit. I see it as my canvas, you know? Like, I'm very much inspired by nature and just the experiences that happen all around me that go into, like, creating my music. Um, and so I think that's me in a poetic nutshell. That. <laughs> that was good. What's up, y'all? God, what's popping with you, brother? What's up, it's God. you know what I'm talking about, representing East Oakland, uh, you know, I'm an artist and a couple different assets. I'm an MC, you know, uh, I love the art of rhyme and, and being clever with wordplay and storytelling. You know, I remember uh, just listening to, to like early Tupac or early like Jay-Z and, and just being like, damn, they was really giving me visuals. And so I've always kind of kept that love for hip hop, um, but I'm also a producer, uh, me and 
Honey Go Jasmine, we work a lot in that capacity. She she comes with the lyrics, I come with the song, the the producing, the production, and I also spit some bars on there, you know what I'm saying? And um, you know, I produce for myself as well as a few other artists that I work with. Uh, I'm, I'm in a group called Curse Crew as well. Uh, some some real raw rhymers. So I really just love the the art of going from nothing to something. Like I, I love the concept of alchemy. You know what I'm saying? Of just like understanding yourself. A lot of my lyrics are introspective, um, and you know I always try to challenge myself now to kind of remove myself from it because I, I do center a lot of my uh, writing on my own thoughts and reflections. Um, but I think that's the key, right? Is just always digging deeper and understanding yourself so that you could always pull from a deeper source um, yeah. and, and leave your imprint like hieroglyphics. You know what I'm talking about? Mm. So. Exactly. Wow. I'm going to make a song just pulling little snippets from everything you just said. <laughs> <laughs> make, a, make a whole song out of that. Like, some, hey, that's what we get to do, inspire right. each other, though. Yeah, I do want to add one more thing. I forgot to say this. I'm from Vallejo. I feel like a lot yeah, of people. I was about to. I was about to. I was about to rep yeah. it for you. You from the 707? Yeah, yeah. I'm from oh, Vallejo. Yeah. I've lived in Oakland. I graduated college from Mills out here, and I literally just haven't left. So hella people just feel. Like, and I got locks too, right? So it's a yeah, lot of stuff yeah. that is very Oakland esque. And look, the Bay ain't. That's the bay. The bay is the we, bay. We were on top of each other. Yeah. Low key, the Vallejo got more stars in the bay than most other places. Maybe I'm I'm out of turn and out of pocket for yeah, saying don't, that. Don't you're but from New York. What the I'm heck? just saying, like, no, when you when it's, you look at the current landscape, you got, you got E40, cold. you got who else you got? You got E40, you got her. You got, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of big dogs that come from Vallejo. Kaylani right? you know is from Oakland. Yeah, well, most definitely. Well, Mac Dre is from Vallejo, too. Mac Dre from Vallejo. Kaylani's from Oakland, but yeah. Yeah, you know. So, but but to your point, it's like a lot of a lot of Bay Area sound has come out of Vallejo, yeah. Right. And I think because it's such a tiny town, people just say Oakland, right? It's yeah. easy to just yeah, say yeah, Oakland because yeah, yeah. Oakland is the heart of the Bay. Period. Exactly. Um, Vallejo well, might be the lungs, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and I got ironic because y'all got them refineries out there. Lungs need some cleansing out there. You know what I'm saying? But much love for Vallejo, though. And, for real. and Oz guy, are you from Oakland? You was born. Yeah, in I'm from East Oakland. Oh, born and raised. Hey, hey, Oakland. If people from Oakland be hella specific, like we love the yeah. Bay, but we be like, no, nah, yeah, Oakland, yeah, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah, they be it's saying, almost I'm from, uh, from East. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh shit, they're the same. They're the same in New York. We were like listening yeah, to this interview yeah. on Nori's show, Drink Champs, and it's, I feel like it's similar, right? Like people, like you're not like I'm from Queens. Like, no, I'm from Queens. You from yeah, you from like, Left Rack, you from yeah, Corona, you from specific. and Manhattan's the same way. You could say you from Manhattan, but you either from uptown, and if you from uptown, you gotta say you from Harlem or you from Washington Heights. Yeah, you, you gotta know what I'm saying? Like you have to be very specific. It's very tribal yeah, in that sense. It's very you know? interesting. It's IB, man. <laughs> so tell me then, you guys work a lot, you saying in the same capacity with each other. So like have you do you all like I, I'm not I don't know when you all started dating, but did you guys become you know, romantically involved first or creatively involved first? How did that happen? Oh, it was creative at first. It was first. creative first. Ooh, that's yeah. how it happens, though. Every single yeah. couple, artist couple we have, it's like it's always you're creating first and then like <laughs> love blossoms or some yeah. shit. Because after the love block, I can't, I don't have time to teach you how to rap. Like, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta come with that first. Like, I'm not. Oh, <laughs> you counted on the four. Like, oh, nah. <laughs> nah, you gotta keep. Yeah, it's like a mutual respect thing that's right. just. That that is a turn on in a way, like you know what I'm saying. Like it it wasn't 
initially any kind of vibes like oh what's happening it was just like really very intuitive like hey mm. i feel like we coming from a, a similar place and i saw she was really into her talent and her passion and so that kind of provided a foundation for us to communicate because it felt like we was coming from the same you know yeah and how is it like and, and maybe y'all can y'all can uh speak to this right like how is it to be dating a creative? Like for 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 instance, between her and I, she's the first rapper I've ever been with, mm. and I don't think I could be with a rapper. I, I don't think I could not be with a rapper afterwards mm. because there's just so much synergy. You know, afterwards, me? <laughs> no, but like there's so, but there's a there's a certain synergy that she understands a certain part of my brain in the way that a creative can only understand it. You know, when you're working with somebody yeah. who either don't work or has a regular job it's hard for them to understand your com your creative compulsion when you have to yeah. get up and make something when you have to spend time away because you're processing like they, they they're almost threatened by it so it makes the yeah. relationship dynamic harder so can y'all speak to i don't know if y'all dated creatives before or after but just just the the joy or the different layers that comes with being in a relationship but then also collaborating creatively Ahead, Most definitely. I can speak to that um, as a chronic creative dater. Um, <laughs> prior to Ajman, I, I'm pretty sure that most of the people I was with were created in one way or another. And with that being said, I think it does give me a, a it, it gave me a better, I guess, idea on what balance could look like. Because there's there's been instances in the past where I feel like my partner may have been jealous of me mm -hmm. because I was getting certain opportunities. Oh. And then there's other times where maybe that person was a bit more proficient than me and then literally blew up on me and like changed up. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. situations like that. Um, but I feel like going into our relationship, which we've been in for six years at this point, wow. it was just a lot of balance and I, I will say this although we came together creatively we actually only did like that one song it was never released and then I came because I was living in Fairfield actually at the time when we met um, but I met him at Juneteenth on uh, in 2015 mm -hmm. and so when I moved to Oakland which was when I started college in that fall of 2015 um, that's when I I think I just started to really realized that like I didn't want to I guess I didn't want to lead with that so we actually mm. weren't really creating together like for the mm. first one or two years we were together I think he had his independent shows I had my independent shows we I think we kept teasing like we would work together he was making beats I would freestyle over him and it just came so organically mm. and I think like yeah. when we let it happen organically we let it happen but then nothing can just be so organic because if you just let things be organic it takes over the building right like when you yeah, let yeah, a yeah. plant grow on the side of a building freely yeah, it's, yeah, it's gonna yeah. be crazy you gotta prune gotta it trim. you gotta yeah. trim so i think what started happening was you know i'm being demanded of his time when it's really not in his capacity he's being demanded my time vice versa right and so we have to start being like okay we're actually only gonna meet about music on monday and wednesday oh. And this is our date day. So that's how we've been doing it. It's like Damn. pretty much any other time. It's not off limits, but it's just like if it could wait. You have a designated time. You've put yourselves yeah. on a schedule. Wow. That's yes. incredible. You need to like write a book on that or something. Yeah. You know, I feel like... 
like a yeah, work, just, like a workbook or like i don't know yeah i got you on an article I, i'm about to start writing a blog some articles so yeah. you know that's a great that idea would be for a good article. topic you know because i think that like not only do we create together but we also work together in hip-hop education it's like a lot of shit bleeds over yeah. but i think you're absolutely right there should be a time when you're like all right we're just not going to talk about art or work like what if, if there is there anything else we, talk we watch about? our murder <laughs> movies y'all watch murder movies we watch murder movies all the time Yo, <laughs> it's like the only thing does that, that mean we there's watch. something wrong with us if, if <laughs> no oh, not at all I, trust me don't look at my youtube history <laughs> 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 what's your favorite movie oh uh, like like what like Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. Silence of the Ooh, okay. Yeah, like, oh. you know, like Stephen King yeah. uh, movies. Stephen, a lot Stephen of Stephen King, King movies, yeah. You know? Um, yeah, just a lot of... Anything that has to do with murder or like a suspense mystery or something like that. And then yeah. cool yeah. movies where like Sci-fi. cocaine is involved or like there's parties. Like those are the... That's the other shit. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the, you know... Those are the vibes. <laughs> that's the vibe. That's the vibe. Yeah. We've been on our anime lately though. Okay. Oh, okay. Love, death, and robots? Oh, there's, you, there's love, death, and robots. Are y'all into that? I've been meaning to get into okay, it. Okay, I'm not up. You gotta watch them. It's, it's really, it's really Hunter, great. Hunter? It's a, it's an anthology. It's an a- animation anthology. So it's all these different animators who've done these small little episodes, and it's, it's really cool. But if y'all into anime, then you would totally be into this one way or another. Yeah. But they, mm-hmm. uh, they got the new one about the Black Samurai Yasuke. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. With, with uh, yeah. Keith Stanfield. Yeah, that's really cool. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like, I love shit like that, yeah. bro. Yeah. You know what I'm oh. saying? We've been on this Hunter Hunter though, um, oh, which is an interesting one. It's like a competition of uh, to be contract killers. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and they all have like their own yeah, special like abilities, but they all want to be hunters. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And there's different levels. Like there's like chef hunters and Ooh. you know uh, uh, jewel hunters and you know just different directions of passions but they all are hella raw in they perspective field and they go against each other but you got these two young saucy ones you know what i'm saying <laughs> we just keep defying eyes and keep wiggling their way through at the last minute and everybody just watching them saluting them but also like kind of mad yeah. too because they got it saucy <laughs> so it's it's interesting man uh you, because you, you know they like- really get into like going deep and like, uh, I like the Goku energy, like always ready for that yeah. next level. Yeah. Right. yeah, I like that. Harnessing and, and like in evolving into something greater. So then from all of this, what I'm what I'm gathering is, I see what you, y'all have been doing a lot of visual art recently, right? Can you kind of yeah. speak as to, have you have you always been kind of captivated by movies and, and obviously music videos, you have to, you know, have music videos as, musicians but have you all always been so deeply involved with creating visual art or is this something that's evolved over time you know i actually will say that um my very first introduction to anything musical that deeply impacted me was watching michael jackson and how all his videos were movies yeah they were right like they were always movies so i think like as i was going into the process of creating visuals i'm like i don't want this to just be any old music video, right? Like I wanted to have a story to it. And so um, I actually, it was actually something I beat myself up about for a long time. Cause I felt like I should have more visuals. I felt like I should have more stuff out there. So when quarantine hit and I actually got in connection with a black film connect, which is a collective of black filmmakers from SF state. Um, it honestly, it, it just all 
came into alignment and COVID just kind of made it honestly, ironically easy. I know like we wasn't necessarily supposed to be like all hella close to each other, but film is easy actually too, to like this because you don't really need to be up on people. So we found ways to still stay stay safe. People got COVID um, officer certified, made sure we would get on set. Um, And then we shot these visuals and in combination with, I guess, these visions I had, like creative directive wise and their um, creative director talent too. And also the equipment and the crew and everything, like we really just came together. And so although we did music videos that centered our project Twin Flames, we also actually just put out a joint project called um, Enlightenment Cafe. It's episode one of our Black to the Music um, series. So the idea behind this is it's a visual movie. So it's three people's yeah. songs strung into one. Mm. And it's basically telling you a story from beginning to end. And the idea behind it was like, you see um, these lo-fi videos where like the girls doing kind of the same repetitive mood, but you can, you can put it on in the background, right? Like you mm-hmm. can have something on. And that was the idea is like, how do we give somebody something visually appealing, but the music is dope to the point where you could just have it on the background, but if you look at it, it's like taking you in. Mm-hmm. And so that was the inspiration behind that. And I'm also very collaborative. I'm just, I just love when people come together. So I'm like, okay, I don't want to just do something that, yes, it could put me on the map, but how do I also have a project that brings in like the homies and the people mm-hmm. that have always been supporting me from day one. And of course, Oz was one of those people. So y'all will see the Great Bailey Invasion. That's episode number two. Hey. Osman's in it. Love More's in it. We just had Marisha Ashanti and Amani Jade in the last one. Oh, so, yeah, that's that's the cool out there. Yeah, that's right Damn. on. Right, are you working on any visuals, bro? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I definitely am. Um, so me and um, Curse Cool, we just uh, worked on a on a visual. Actually, uh, we did a COVID inspired song, and uh, so we we actually was recording uh, in this dope ass film space that uh, Twenty One or, or Toriyama put us on and we were able to uh, really kind of geek out and have the kind of lights that we wanted and oh, and really cool. have like uh, different settings in, in the video. So we had the living room set up and the, you know, the bedroom set up. So I was like, oh, okay. Definitely getting inspired to, to utilize uh, uh, spaces like that to tell more stories. Um, you know, to be honest, like visuals have always been something that like I always love collaborating with because I feel like, you know, I bring the my lyrics and what I envision for that, but to translate that over into camera, I've always respected and I feel like I'm in a learning process to continue to be able to tell these stories. And so working with Jasmine and seeing how yeah. uh, ferocious she is with like, just trying to make those visions a reality is like, Hella inspiring, experience. you know what I'm saying? It's super so, inspiring as well. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, no, it's I'm just laughing at his use of the word ferocious because <laughs> <laughs> when I tell you, I can be very specific. I can be mm-hmm. very like, this is how it needs to be. This is when it needs to be turned in. Like, this is when it needs to be done. Project management. I think. Because I'm very, yes, yeah, I'm I very think much I think project manager. It's an understatement. <laughs> I think we do ourselves as independent artists a severe disservice if we don't start understanding project management. 
Oh right? my God. Or at least Say bring, that again. <laughs> or at oh, least shit. bringing somebody in who can be a project manager, who can hold you accountable, give you deadlines, have you reverse engineer your goals, kind of like a mm-hmm. life coach almost, right? Seriously. Like yeah. that, that's at least one person you need because we're just these creatives and we have these ideas. And what I've experienced, and maybe I can speak to this too, what I've experienced in the in the Bay Area, because I'm I'm an arrogant New Yorker, so it's vastly different for me. I, I see the most talented people in the Bay Area who are so humble that they don't even work to advocate for themselves often. Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like they kind we of wanted- undervalue themselves. They'll accept less money. Yeah. They won't put music out because they overstay. They, they're overthinking. overthinking it. You know what I'm saying? And they're like super talented. We'll, they'll be able to book a show anywhere in Oakland. But beyond that, it's just hard for them to, to break out. So maybe y'all yeah. can speak to the same kind of thing about like, just artists kind of limiting themselves because of the uh, of lack of because of humility or, i think yeah yeah, yeah. cultural yeah. humility that's yeah. something i peeped you know i think like as a bay arian i definitely peeped just like the default humbleness we can go to yeah. and that's actually why like pre-quarantine i had told myself i'm not, <laughs> like honestly i was like I'm done with shows in the Bay. Like I really don't necessarily mm. want to do anymore because there's this kind of like, how, how can we grow if people are scared to ask for money? Right. Yeah. If I'm scared yes. to throw a show that the tickets cost 10, $20. Cause I just want it to be for the love. Like how can yeah. you really scale that? You know? And, and I think like sometimes it's hard for people to hear cause they're like, you're not humble. You're not this. And it's like, I guess I'd rather you think I'm not as humble if it means I can be sustainable and not stretch myself thin. Exactly. You know, and then I should then be actually advocating for myself. You know yeah, what I like, mean? It's like, like the it's like people, value on yourself, you know, you're yeah. your self-worth. It's people who want art, but they don't want to pay for art because they think that art should be free. That should be. Yeah. Yep. But somehow yep. by the, but your attendance is somehow supporting the artist, but you're not paying for the art. Like it's right. The art needs to sustain itself. Mm-hmm. We're in a hyper gentrified area in America. Like we're fighting a war to maintain cultural integrity in certain neighborhoods. And the only way you can do that is through the art. So if you're not supporting the arts financially, mm-hmm. there's no self deter. There's no economic base of self-determination for the yeah. artist. They yeah. then have to go to Stockton and Sacramento and all that to get it shaken or at least get yeah. it economically stable and then you're you're literally rooting out all the art in the in the city like so then yeah. you get places like oakland or san francisco that are devoid of culture yeah right yeah. they just get these fucking like house music and techno clubs and fucking <laughs> oxygen bars and weird <laughs> shit <laughs> but i mean you're absolutely right man i mean i feel the same way like i said i promised myself like after covid like i'm not doing any more for the homie shows like and even today I was just telling him, someone asked me, someone hit me up and emailed me and they asked me to do a show in San Jose. And I was like, I asked for money. I was like, yo, I, I can only do it for a hundred bucks, which he was saying, I should have said 200. Two. And, they, and they said yes, and they gave it to me. So <laughs> but that's like the first time I really like advocated for myself. And so I think it, it is kind of like uh, an epidemic here in the Bay Area where we as artists, we feel like, you know, we, we can't ask for money because we have to do it for, the community and for the yeah. love and for the homies. So yeah, it's I think yeah. it's good mm-hmm. to have a, a New Yorker here to tell us, you <laughs> know, you tell us. For real, that's really. what I admire. I yeah. admire that. And and honestly, like I think that there's even some people they'll bank on you not asking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They will Man. bank on you not saying nothing, and then you don't talk to nobody else at that show. Come to find out, somebody got paid five hundred. Some yeah. other person got paid yeah. one hundred. 
You know what I mean? Like it'd be the people that actually say something where they got to go tell the next person, hey, you can ask her to do a show, but she's going to ask you for this much. They're going to ask you for this much, you know? So I I think like, and and honestly, think about it like this too. (laughs) It's a hot take, but it's only us in this certain community that kind of makes the more like heady conscious music that are afraid to ask for money. Because if you go to to a different community in the Bay, they go to throw a show at Complex, they take us be $40 and up. You get bottle service. But is that the artist getting that money and and asking for that? Or is is that the... Complex, you know, infrastructure. I mean, it's it's, it's more there. Like it's we we bringing the talent, so we're double charging on drinks and tickets and getting that money, and then we're gonna make the artists have to hustle to pre-sell these. Yeah, I mean, there's and there's, there's they pay for themselves, damn near. There's one hundred percent. There's a business to it, but I think in, in even in that space, right? Like you know, the pay-to-play shows or whatever that are somewhat predatory. There's that element, but even within that community of people who do those kinds of shows, they can book their own spaces and be able to right. do that without these other kind of pay-to-play motherfuckers. And they do. Like you have other movements, whether it's Thizzler or the the the, the uh, what is it, the hyphy cipher, like the the hyphy. Uh, there's like a hyphy cipher. Like there, there's certain pockets and communities that know how to throw shows for that mm-hmm. kind, that brand of hip hop. I agree. Yeah. Of, I agree. We gotta get more uh, ferocious. You know, what yeah. I'm saying? we're advocating ferocious. Yeah. You know, gotta what I'm get, yeah, we gotta just ferocious and ferocious and ferocious. And those are two like sides of our brains. I feel like you know yeah. to be Cognitive super creative, dissonance. yeah, and and, and fluid and and. Uh, bring in ideas from left field and the tie in concepts and like to live in that world and then to be in the deadline oriented world. Sometimes it's, it's, it's very difficult for me. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, and totally. And so knowing how to even be in a community, I think that's the other aspect too, right? And just like learning to support more and, and, and creating your learning how to create that team and, and get those people around you that you need, like is a, is a work in progress. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That I don't, necessarily have the play-by-play but I feel like every day I'm getting a little bit better with that because you know you recognize what you're good at and what you could do well and then being like okay right here I could definitely ease up on the mm-hmm. on the reins a little bit and just kind of like learn a little bit and, yeah. and be humble in the sense of ready to receive so I could yeah, yeah. actually implement it the right way delegating responsibilities yeah. i mean i think yeah i think awesome. we also have a tendency here in the bay to like want to be like a swiss army knife of everything like we want to be able to like make yeah. the beats do the rap sing the hooks engineer it make the it's like holy shit like we can yeah. also you know like you're saying like outsource to other people and make it more of a collaborative effort and then you have more energy behind the project because more people are putting you know there's yeah. sauce on it. They have stake. You have stakeholders. You know what I'm yeah. saying. And you. Yeah. So at at a, at a certain point, you become the creative director, right? Yeah. But I think it, it's a process. You have to learn how to creatively direct yourself in in certain yeah. respects, and then be able to say, okay, here's how I'm gonna. Not only are you gonna be able to outsource, but you're wielding energy, you're delegating responsibility, but you also have to manage personalities. Oh, fuck, yeah. You see what I'm saying? You have to manage personalities, and that takes a leadership quality that you gotta be very grounded in yourself, because you're gonna talk to so-and-so this way, this person (laughs) don't really fuck with so-and-so, so so you gotta keep them this way and just make Let's Let's talk about that. I'm interested. (laughs) All right, y'all have been throwing shows for a minute, right? 
Yeah. So when you're thinking about curating event, what's the process and like how you curate the lineup? Like, do you are do you have to be cognizant of like, all right, well, I want to put this person at the end because this is going to be the climactic part of the show. But this person has beef with this one because they fucked the same dude back in 2010. <laughs> what's your... <laughs> like when you're curating events what's your process to make it like a dope ass show in your experience now that you've been curating events for so long that is a great question honestly have we had like petty beefs like we've had some serious like no we can't fuck with them now <laughs> yeah there's okay I will say that as a person that likes to have things flow as easily as possible, I tend to book people that I know we already all good. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like we uh, already all yeah. good. And and I, I also am a very, I'm very like careful with my own energy and I don't like to start feeling used or like somebody just like use me to just like kind of come up. Mm. Honestly, I'm kind of getting more used to the feeling because it's the industry and people are going to do like, you know, people ain't going to mess with me for a long time. It might just be for a short time for that moment for a season. Um, but I will say that like, as of in the past, I've booked more on like, oh, I know all these people are good. And then as far as that intention, the lineup, I just be intentional about like, oh, this person has more like slow songs. So I might put them at the front and then this person's turned up. So I'm gonna put them maybe in the middle or the end to get people like really turned up. But I think like going forward, um, I will say throughout the quarantine, just working with different teams, it I have had to go through that um, very tough kind of like dealing with different personalities thing. Um, just certain people not knowing what like crosses your boundaries and they say certain things and right. they may be attracted to you on the low. So yeah. it kind of like paints everything <laughs> that they say and do to you. And then now as a woman, and I have I've to do my boss shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, and not yeah, always try to call Ajman in to like beat somebody ass, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think a part of that is like, being hella clear about my boundaries. I'll say that. If I was to ever do a show where I felt like people was beefing or whatever, I would just try to remind people like, look, this is really about us all coming up. And it's less about the beef and more about like, this is what it is. If you have any restrictions, let me know. I personally don't necessarily like working with people that I'm beefing with just for the check. I, I, I don't think I would ever yeah. do it unless- It depends on why you're beefing. Yeah. It depends on how we beef. It really depends exactly. on why you beefing because in certain instances, people feel a way about like funny shit or miscommunications and yeah. you gotta utilize that event to squash it. If yeah. It doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? But if it's over right. some shit like, you know, if it's some, some shit like that's irreconcilable, it's like, don't even put me in the room with that person. Like, oh that's not going You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I got to start looking at you funny if you even think it's cool to put me in a room with this person considering the beef that we have. You know what that I mean? That part. Like, yeah. That part. <laughs> no. you know? And I would so, say, like, partnering with new people and they learn things about you from other people, that's also been a thing too. Like yeah. people maybe talking mess to that person, that person coming back to me saying it, but then because they're not trying to burn a bridge, <laughs> they don't tell me all the way, like what the person said or who exactly. said it. They want to remain and that neutral. made me start feeling a little weird. Cause I'm like, wait, how close or how cool are we really? You know, like, cause yeah. I know we're working together on business, but I don't want to feel like blindsided if I see you pop up with this person that's literally been running a hate train on me for like hell years. That's like, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, I, I feel I feel like you got to be able to just understand people's motivations to a degree, and, yeah. and not take it personally, 
but like know your boundaries. You know what I'm saying? Like I know a lot of people, but I consider like a few people uh, really like family. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And those who are acquaintances, I don't like I don't show them any like ill will. I just don't expect a lot. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Right. And and I'm, I'm going to stay me. I'm going to stay positive and allow folks to show me who they are. But at the end of the day, like, you just got to know people are going to, there, there's layers of levels that you let people in. Yeah. And then once they get closer, the stakes get higher. So you yeah. kind of just always got to, you know, just be aware. And and it, hey, I hate to have people around me that I have to be hyper aware of. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so that's a good barometer for me. Like, and my comfortability, like if I have to look at that person and feel like, oh, I know you don't mean me any good intention, like, okay, then I'm on my guard and then that's gonna change how I am. And so, yes. you know, and to a certain degree, I can, you know, block shit out and, and stay in my in my own bag. But then internally, I don't wanna be feeling like I'm being fake, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah you gotta be clear about certain things and, and some people not gonna like the boundaries you, you place. Um, and then people going to talk that shit. And so I, I feel like if you rock with me, just be upfront. Like you heard this or whatever. Let's talk about it. Like, yeah. I'm not, a, I'm not running from nothing. Yeah. So let's, you know what I'm saying? And if you side with that person or whatever, that's cool. But like, at the end of the day, like people are going to be people yeah. and, people and just, you got to know who to trust <laughs> and who not. Exactly. So what else, tell us what else y'all got working, uh, what else you're working on moving forward? Like what, what can we expect from y'all? Um, I loved what yeah, you. I love what you guys it. post on social media. By the way, like, what are you gonna do? Like a little, a cute little post with me. What's up? Oh, a little cute a, post. A cute today. post? <laughs> like, like, like our podcast twice a week. <laughs> like, <laughs> like literally, hey. there's a picture of her and me twice a week. Twice a week. They like coordinated and choreographed. Like, that. She want to do a TikTok challenge so bad. No, so bad. What's a smoke buddy? I don't know if y'all smoke, but not, that's what I was talking I about. Swear, Your smoke buddy posts are so cute. Like, I love it. I love everything that you guys do. Like, we're gonna do one of those. Okay. Yeah, he, he's. <laughs> I'm making you do it. You got to sign him up. Right. Just set it yeah. up. This project. He willing. He willing. Yeah, yeah. I'm willing. I'm open. I'm open. <laughs> yes. Thanks, guys. Yeah. No, but tell us what you guys got coming up. Uh, any any upcoming projects or music, videos? Yeah. Yeah. So we got Twin Flames, you know, dropping um, on the 19th. Juneteenth, the day that we met. Hey. Oh, wow. Wait, are you guys both fire signs? Is that why it's called Twin Flames? I'm actually an air sign. He's an earth sign. Oh, okay. My moon is a fire sign. No, I'm an Aries moon. What does twin flames come from? So to to me, it, it represents our our energy and how when we came together, it was a lot of synchronicities and and just kind of like confirmations uh, that our energy was complementary and and really uh, was kind of meant to to meet each other at the very least, if not. Uh, grow together and I feel like there was also a a understanding of a mutual passion you know that existed and how we live life and and how we approach things um, that burned in different colors but definitely burned you know uh, equally bright you know what I'm saying Mm. I think that's the other thing like we're not the same 
You know what I'm saying? But I feel like our differences definitely allow us to have the they complement one another. Yeah, they complement each yeah. other really well. You know, I'm I'm I like to process things um in, in a very like intentional way and like maybe take my time a little bit. But she's like fast witted and, and more impulsive and just, you know, can process things super fast. And I appreciate that. And sometimes I think that's needed. You know what I'm saying? To to implement things and get things yeah, done. Yeah, you need but... people in your life that are going to hasten your own growth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because left to, left to your own devices, you'll let, this, you'll let the grass grow on yourself, right? Mm. Somebody like, yo, come on, come on, come on. And then, like, you're annoyed by it, but then also, like, you on the other side of it, like, ah, I got it. Yeah, yeah I got it. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, I definitely. And same with him, too. Like, that. I know sometimes I need to slow down. I need to be chill because I mm-hmm. could just be, like, firecracker. I'm going, I'm going. And he's like, wait, but hold up. Let's stop and think about this. And, yeah, I think we very much so balance each other. And it's really about the balance of it all. And twin flames, you know, it's also like a term that's used in like the spirituality community of just like two souls that come together. And there mm-hmm. may be certain things that like want to keep them apart, but they always find each other. And there's a certain similarity of the journey. Everything Aj was just saying, that was very beautiful. And yeah. I couldn't agree more because I, I think we just balance each other. <laughs> Eloquent. Like. So you got the twin flames project. And then what, what else? I know you a DJ too. Don't you DJ? I do DJ, you know what I'm saying? That's something that I love. I love music. So for me, DJing is like curating stuff I like to listen to and sharing that experience. You know, so I I got the chance to uh, DJ for uh, Hip Hop Trivia with Black Achilles a few times. Oh, that's that Uh, that thing at 7th West? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I think DJ Cream is doing it now. I'm uh, smoking. None of y'all want smoke on Hip Hop Trivia. Hey, why you ain't slid through, bro? Hey, it's it's some fire, fire. Yo, we in there. We in there. I'm taking everything. Uh, you know what? You got check with Black Achilles uh, on the uh, day. I just seen yeah. bro the other day. I just seen him. Uh, he was at my man Mike's birthday. That's my. You know what I'm saying? I just seen him. Okay. And Jada Amani was on the show two weeks ago, and she was about to go to the hip hop yeah, trivia night. Yeah, yeah, we're doing hip hop trivia. Fuck so, all this shit. We love Jada. Most definitely. I mean, the teams there, they be. I mean, it's people there religiously though. Like it's the people that be there drinking and it's fun and all that. But it's like one or two teams that they come and they really be coming for oh, that. And winning. Oh, oh, they gonna have a Long fucking no, night fucking with me. Seriously, I'm trying to see that. Let me know when you slide because I'm just there for the you, spectacle. Yeah, we it's yeah. gonna be a show. All right, but I have one more question for you. Okay, you're a DJ. What kind of music like recent music that dropped? What's your favorite recent project? My favorite recent project. Oh, that's a good question. Okay. Or maybe just one that sticks out to you. Um, you know, I'm I'm having a hard time because I was just slapping a lot of my music. I just left the studio, uh, there you go. <laughs> and I get into modes like, where I don't play. You talk your shit, say my music. Hey, that was some real shit. Like, so yeah. I do have a project I'm working on called Big Esoteric Energy. You know, um, and I, I really just am in that mode of just honing in on how I am uh, coming out. You know, in terms of. You know how you get to a level with your style to where you kind of know what you're aiming for. Like yeah. this whole time, I feel like I just been loving the music and just willing to enter the creative process and just write, right? And then whatever comes out, be like, oh, that was dope. I could have yeah. been better, but I appreciate that. But now it's like, I don't be satisfied when I just write that 16 or that 32, like first off. Like I'm I'm refining and going in and just yeah. like really taking it's that time. writing that really brings out the discipline. And because I know what I want now, like I'm hearing it in a different way. So uh, I'm really bringing that big esoteric energy, you know what I'm saying, representing East Oakland, but also, like I said, that inner alchemy 
You know what I'm saying? And and really just understanding like the power of the word. Exactly. Exactly. Go ahead and shout out your social media um handles and all of that and where people can find you. Okay. Uh you can find me at Ajgod510. That's A-J-G-O-D 510. And you can find me at Honeygold Music. And uh, we actually have a music video coming out too. I want to mention that. Hey. Most likely going to be like the first week of June. I, I wish I had a date for y'all, but period point blank, follow us online and you'll see it. Stay tuned. Yes. And yes, everything indeed. on the same on YouTube, Spotify, uh, Honey yep. Gold. Um, Honey Gold music on everything. I think if it was YouTube, it's Honey Gold Jasmine. Just search my name. Yeah. Um, but just, you should be able to find me with that. Yeah. And me, it's just Oz God, you know. And if you look up one of us, the other one should come up, you know, for sure. Yeah, I haven't for me and you like a, for like a week. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all tied. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Ratchet the Woke Podcast. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Email us questions, comments, topics. Ratchet and Woke Podcast at gmail.com. Unlearn the world. Lil MC. Aj God. Honey Gold Jasmine. We out of here. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Mm-hmm.